Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Out of the gates and ready to go. OutKick 360 is underway from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. The crew is all here. Bobby Carpenter will join us in about 20 minutes or so. We'll talk college football. And five minutes from now, scheduled to be joined by two-time World Series champion Johnny Damon as we uh, begin the show discussing Aaron Judge and 62 last night. Rounding the bases as uh, he, he hit it in game two of a doubleheader early in the game, second inning, against Texas. Gentlemen. First inning. First inning, excuse me. Yes. First step back um, of the game. Uh, gentlemen, good afternoon. Good to be here. That was exciting last night. Uh, it happened very quickly. Uh, second, was, second game, sorry. Yeah, second game of the doubleheader, first at bat in the first inning. Uh, I say it, it, it took a while to get to that 60-second home run after 61, but by the time I was home and sat down, I looked down at my phone and see, oh, everyone is talking about 62 happening. Turn on a television and highlights are playing immediately. Really cool moment. I told you guys I had a habit of walking the dogs um, <clears throat> when he hit home runs. I uh, we had our annual homeowner homeowner association meeting at which there was an issue being discussed that I felt ob- obligated to be present. Oh, I want to hear about this. I turn. Uh, it's nothing I can talk about on the air. <laughs> oh I, no, uh, no! Come on, please. Turned, Don't tease us like I'll that. I'll talk Paul. to you about it Is off it about the air. The pool? Okay. No, I talk. I'll talk to you about it off the air, and you'll understand why I can't talk about okay, it on the air. Gotcha. Um, Very serious. Uh, walked out. I turned it on. And said he's going to hit it right now, leading off this game, and I have to go to this meeting. And sure enough, as soon as I sat down at the meeting, Simon texted me, "Yes." Um, and so there it went. Well, at least Simon how about the got guy with it. the strategy to jump over the rail on the case that it bounced down into the well, and he would collect it. That's like what Matt, happened with sixty-one, like Matt Bushman yeah. did in Toronto, the the pitching coach. Uh, he figured, I'll go down there, I'll get it in possession, I'll get kicked out, but I'll have a million-dollar ball conceivably in my possession when they kick me out. Unfortunately, a guy made a very easy catch of it with I, his so, glove. I think it's $2 million plus right now. <clears throat> yeah, so a couple questions on this. If you go and get the ball by the, those means, are you trespassing into an area that's not for spectators where the team would have to take it from you. Now, possession is nine-tenths of the law. The, jo- the joke is possession is down to eight-tenths of the law. Well, they're going to throw you out, but I don't think they could take something off of your body. I don't know. Like if, you, if, if the sole purpose was to go into an area that you're prohibited from going into to, to get, get a ball, I feel like they're going to take that ball from you. I think it's a pretty good measured chance by him. I wonder if he studied up on it. Uh, that's a really good question. Like, did you look into, could they take it off of you legally? Um, or are you just risking getting thrown out? Like admitting you're going to get thrown out. All right, I'm going to do something, quote unquote, stupid here. But the equation is I get arrested or thrown out at worst, and I'm in possession of the ball. It's a pretty good calculated risk if they're not going to take the ball off of you. So I'm also 
not proud to admit this, but I'm following Darren Ravel a lot for info on this. Yeah. Not a huge Darren Ravel guy. No, he's a but he's all loser, over but he's this. got a good info. He's got so it's two million dollars was the offer from some memorabilia collector, the biggest one in the country. Standing two million dollar offer for the ball, whoever caught it. But Darren Ravel was saying that if he was smart, he would hold on to it for a day to see if he goes to 63. Because if he doesn't go to 63 today or hit another home run, that ball is going to be worth more than $2 million. My and he question may not would play be, today. is it not worth less than $2 million once he hits 63? Um, you yes. see what I'm saying? Yeah, if he hits 63, but that ball is worth less. According to Ravel, the, the offer is the offer. Two million for sixty-two, regardless of sixty-three is hit. No, I think sixty-three so it's a would damage risk, the value. Right? But I think if you want to go ahead yeah, and sell it for the two million risk. and risk, but what he's saying is it's going to be worth more than that if he doesn't hit a home run. But today. if you're in the market for the ball, why would you hurry to buy it today, not waiting to see if there's a sixty-third? Like if I want the record-setting ball, I want sixty-three, right? You want the last home run, don't you? Or do you want the one that breaks Mayer's? I would think that's... What's the value play there? I mean, 62, sitting on 62 is the value, obviously, but if it goes to 63, how important is 62 just because it's one more than Maris? I think 63 is the one I but would accord, want. But again, according to Darren Ravel, i got to cite my sources here. He's saying 62 is, is the one? It is $2 million wow. for 62. Well, that's not the one. It goes up if it stays at 62, but even if they're 63 and 64... He's saying this company is offering $2 million regardless. And the rest issue becomes interesting. Judge has indicated he wants to play. And they are off for five days. That's why, like your thing, Braves clinch, congratulations. But had they needed to throw a guy today, if he won, it wasn't going to be a big deal because he's off five days. Now, if he had lost and they lost the the division, that's the dilemma. But five days off now. That series. And we're going to see. Five days off is nice to get your staff in order and all of that. It's also too much, we found, in baseball. I do think it's punitive for the teams that are throwing their people. But five days off, you got to have some simulated games and stuff, and guys need to be swinging and throwing, I think. And I wouldn't have a problem at all with Judge playing today if he wants because he's about to have five days off. So I would, if I'm Aaron Boone, wouldn't you let him do what he wants? Hit us up on Twitter. At Outkick360, we say hello to two-time World Series champ. Johnny Damon uh, joins us as we continue our chat on Aaron Judge breaking Maris's record, the AL home run king. And uh, Johnny, thanks for the time. What were you thinking as you watched Judge round the bases last night? Well, I'm thinking he is just a outstanding person and a great baseball player. So I'm very happy for him. I know the Maris family very well. And... I know they are very happy for Aaron Judge. I mean, what a great Yankee and uh, what a another great season. I mean, this guy um, could be everybody's favorite player, and um, I'm excited he was able to do it. How do you view 62 versus 73? Um, you know what? It's different ballparks. It's I, I love 62. I mean, all the Yankees are at 60, 61, and 62. Um, the National League, you know, they had some guys who hit a bunch of home runs, and um, it was a very exciting time for baseball. I was just breaking into the league, uh, you know, I broke in in 95, and just seeing the excitement that was brought by McGuire, Sosa, I mean, Barry Bond season, I mean, being intentionally walked, I believe, 214 times that year as well. That's an incredible feat, and uh, I'm never going to take that away from them and uh 
I just love the fact that uh, Aaron Judge broke the American League record yesterday, and I was a lifelong American League player. So uh, good for Aaron Judge, and uh, now go out there and win the World Series. You know, you said you're a lifelong American League guy. Paul and I have the debate about National League versus American League, and there was a great rivalry between the two leagues, but it feels like leagues are kind of disappearing the way the schedule is going to go now with everything. And also in the National League, the pitcher doesn't hit anymore. So it's similar to the American League in that way. Do you like that or do you not like that? That it seems like the leagues matter less now. Well, it definitely does. But if you can take a look at the American League, um, hitting in the American League Central and in the American League West, you're not going to hit as many home runs. And you can go to uh, National League East, um, National League uh, West. Those are tough parks. I mean, National League Central, I mean – I think you can add a few home runs, and I also think the American League East, you can add a few home runs for people. But the home runs that Judge was hitting, I mean, they were no doubters, uh, most of them. So, uh, um, And also, he's getting the toughest pitches. I mean, uh, they really don't want to pitch to him, but they're trying to make him chase. And he's just done an outstanding job this year, and uh, – um, what a great feat. I'm glad he was able to do it. I know there was a lot of games in between, but, uh, you know, great players step up. Johnny Damon, our guest on Outkick 360. What, what do you think about a hamstring injury for the first baseman in, in Milwaukee, keeping him out of these games in the batting race that, that's keeping Judge from his chance at the Triple Crown? Would you like to see him tough that through, or is it is it a is it a reasonable thing here that he sits on uh, three fourteen or three fifteen, and judges just sol? Well, I'm not going to judge him, <laughs> but uh, you know that stuff happens all the time. And if he has a bad hamstring, I'm not going to question. I, I'm not I'm not in that locker room, and um, obviously another great year, and be great to see Judge get a number of hits and uh, win the triple crown. But, uh, you know, he's already made history and hopefully he continues to do so throughout his career. Do do you think he plays today uh, with the purpose of trying to put together a three for four or four for five and and go get that? Um, As you all mentioned, there's going to be a lot of days off soon. So, yes, um, perhaps DHing, let him relax a little bit. Um, But, yeah, I think he's got to go play because – you take a couple of days off this time of year, it definitely will get to you uh, come playoff time. So he needs to keep the momentum going. It, it was a lot of games before he hit this home run. So um, hopefully he can remember that swing and uh, get his pitches when uh, playoff baseball starts. I know I'm the millionth Yankee fan to tell you you broke my heart in, in 2004 with that grand slam. Um, I, I wonder – what it was like for you to change sides in that, and what was the Red Sox reaction to you coming to the the evil empire after all? Of yeah, that? well, it was very tough, but I'm just glad that I was loved and hated by you uh, throughout my <laughs> career, and loved and hated by all Red Sox and Yankee fans uh, throughout my career. So uh, um, they don't boo nobodies, and it was tough because <laughs> I didn't think the Red Sox were going to let me walk, and when you don't have a contract six to my eight weeks after the season, December 20th, um, I have to stop, start shopping. And I really wanted to stay on the East coast because I had a couple young kids and, um, 
the West Coast was out of the question for me. And I tried Detroit. They had a young kid named Curtis Granderson. They were going to give a try to. Um, I was going to try the Dodgers, but um, they didn't have any money at the time, if you can believe that. And then, <laughs> and then uh, the Yankees, they needed a center fielder and a leadoff hitter to uh, um, come and um, help out. And I know Bernie had a couple years left and, Obviously, I didn't want to join the Yankees to say, hey, Bernie, like, this is my my place. Bernie meant so much to the Yankees. And and I respect the game so much that uh, um, it was a tough decision, mostly because of that, not leaving teams because the Red Sox was my uh, third team in the major leagues. And um, I understand the business side of it. Just unfortunately, I'm not as vocal as players are today. I, I would have loved to come out and made a big stink about it, but that's not my reputation. You know, I go out, I try to play hard every single day and try to um, be the best teammate I can. And at the end of the day, it's about producing runs, scoring runs, driving in runs and uh, winning baseball games. I don't know if any player in Major League Baseball history had their hair and beard discussed more than you during that time about cutting your hair and shaving with the Yankees, you know, dress code, hygiene code, whatever it was, and how big of a deal that was at the time. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you were going to do it anyways, but you wanted to wait to not lead to speculation about leaving for the Yankees? Yeah, that was my wife's whole um, doing. But, you know, when I signed with the Red Sox, I had shorter hair, clean shaven, and all of a sudden it became a big deal, you know, after we won the World Series. And I know people um, loved it. I love it because I brought it back. Uh, and uh, so I – It was also part of the team. I like to I talk about like, everything. You know, it was, you kind know? Of, it was kind of a Red Sox thing. Like you were the scraggly group, right? I mean, that was – you oh, were yeah. the anti-Yankees in 2004. Oh, yeah. And people just like to talk about everything, you know. Uh, I'd rather talk about the style of play that I brought to the table, the uh, heads-up plays, the uh, hustling down the first base. Uh, and winning baseball games and you know you know the media they like to talk about everything <laughs> I just, um you know i it was a tough time i loved playing for boston never thought i was going to have the opportunity to leave and it happened so uh, uh great career i had um won two championships but uh you know this is aaron judge's day and uh, i always brought my a game every single day, but Aaron Judge is bringing it, and the fans love him. New York City definitely loves him, but I think uh, Major League Baseball and fans around the world just uh, really appreciate the type of player that Aaron Judge is. Well, let's tie this into Aaron Judge. So it says two-time World Series champion on our screen right now, 04 with the Red Sox, 09 with the Yankees. Surprisingly, that's the last Yankees World Championship. What do you think about this Aaron Judge-led Yankees team as they get ready for the playoffs? Well, I hope they can do it, um, you know, but it's not that easy replacing guys like Johnny Damon, you know, <laughs> Matt Suey. You know, we could hit righties and lefties very well. Never had to change our lineup. And uh, what a offensive juggernaut we had in 2009. But it's not that easy. You know, I I went out there won a bunch of baseball games and uh, did what I wanted to do. My dream was to win a World Series and to win two. I mean, after I saw George Brett 
hoist the trophy in 1985. I knew that's what I wanted to do and play baseball. I obviously wanted to win in Kansas City, and I was so happy that they did finally win. And uh, just unfortunately, I wasn't there to help them. Johnny Damon, our guest on Outkick 360. Uh, you certainly know what it's like to lead off uh, as a hitter. Um, what, what's it like watching Judge break this record primarily in that leadoff spot? Well, I would love to have him have five, six at-bats a game with the talent that he has. And, you know, you can't say enough about the guy. I hope he can continue to be a lifelong Yankee. Um, you know, the fans deserve it. But, you know, he also is from California. He, you know, I, I would love to see him win as a Yankee and uh, hopefully stay a Yankee. How much do you guys, uh, your, your baseball guys, talk to you about that? The, the judge bets on himself. He breaks the record. Everyone's uh, Paul's the biggest Yankee fan I know, and even he is he's not sure worried. about the contract moving forward. Uh, what is it like in baseball circles? I need George to come back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the fact that guys bet on themselves. I mean, they're betting on their talent to stay healthy. Uh, Max Scherzer did it throughout his career. And, uh, you know, that's what uh, great players do. They bet on themselves and uh, it's working out for Aaron judge and hopefully he can hit another four or 500 home runs in his career. And uh, you know, just a great person for baseball. Johnny, I, I got a question for you. My biggest Yankees concern going forward is Garrett Cole. He gave up another home run yesterday that, that lost him a game. He's given up 33 home runs most in the American League. He puts them for an ace in holes a lot. In the middle of tight games, they go from winning 2 nothing to losing 3-2 because he gives up home runs. How much of a concern should I have with an ace that, that has given up dingers at that rate? Well, obviously, he's an extreme talent. But giving up home runs, I mean, that's what great offenses do. Like when you can't get anything manufactured, um, leadoff guy get on base or can't get on base, can't create havoc. Um, we look for quick runs. I mean, and that's exactly what our 2009 um, Yankees did. We could go down, but guess what? We get two guys on base. Anybody can pop a home run. I mean, our lineup was absolutely sick. I mean, you go from Jeter to myself, Teixeira, A-Rod, go Cano, then you go Posada, then you go Matsui, then you go Swisher, then you go Milky. I mean, wow. You got three lefties who can hit left-handed pitching and right-handed pitching, and then at the um, you have three switch hitters on that team. And, uh, you know, it's pretty special. So um, we like the quick runs. Concerns, I – you know, I don't know. I'm not in it. I'm not sure what's going on in the clubhouse, what's going on in his brain. But uh, I know he's uh, ready to try to step up. And hopefully he has uh, um, some positive um, games. And then hopefully he can continue the steamroll because uh, that's what happened with us in 2009. I mean, Andy Pettit was hot, very consistent. A.J. Burnett. When he got hot, he was the best pitcher in baseball, and we knew what CC could bring every single night. So um, hopefully Garrett can figure it out, and hopefully they can uh, go.
go very deep into the playoffs and hopefully win. Dodgers your favorite here? Are, are they in a situation where if, if they don't win it, they're going to get just destroyed by everybody? Yeah, I think the Dodgers are very strong. And I, I was actually thinking the Mets were um, looking really good. I know they had a rough last week, but with DeGrom and Scherzer as their one and two, I, I still like it. And I also don't think those three or four extra days off are going to benefit the top teams. I mean, it's really tough to like go from being a robot showing up every day and ready to go to having days where you can actually go chill and have lunch in, in the city or it's, it's very different. Um, I love playoff time so I can get my body going and I was just able to, I always did um, during the playoffs what I did during the regular season. So I'll wake up, go swimming, go grill for the kids and everything stayed the same for me. So hopefully these guys can figure out a great routine and uh, keep them ready to play. Uh, you know, is it October 11th? That's when the playoffs start. It's about a, it's well, yeah. Friday will be the first series and they'll play starting next Tuesday. For the rest, oh. so we're six days away right now. Oh wow! Yep, yeah, October eleventh. Yeah, you got it. Um, hey, yeah. how how tired are guys right now as they go into the playoffs? You know, you smell that air right now, and you uh, smell playoff baseball. That's what Derek Jeter always brought to the table. <laughs> we go out stretch in October, and uh, <laughs> playoff baseball is here. So uh, um, these guys are ready. I mean, these these guys have dedicated their lives. At, um, you know. A lot of times away from their families uh, for many months, and this is what it comes down to, you know. So, sacrifice one more month, and um, someone's going to be crowned a champion, and it's one of the best feelings in the world. Johnny Damon has been our guest. What are you up to now? Well, I, I have my eight kids that are driving crazy and You're still uh, grilling me all the time. Still, still swimming I, and grilling. <laughs> yeah, but I have my uh, company drink. A game, drinkagame.com. Uh, it's a uh, clean uh, sports hydration drink, uh, has all the essential vitamins, flavors. Um, I mean, and it tastes good. And you always have to bring your A game. When we do interviews, when you're a parent, teachers, when you go to work, always bring your A game so you never have an excuse about anything. And uh, I always brought it and I'm still bringing it. And uh, we are in Shaw's and Stop and Shop up in the, uh, Northeast and uh, getting ready to go into a lot of great stores like Food Lion, Publix down south here. And uh, we also have our NASCAR race, the Xfinity race up in Dover, Delaware, called the A-Game 200. So I'm staying busy and uh, everything is on the up and up and I'm excited about playoff baseball. And this is probably the best time of the year for sports. I mean, we have college football, we have the NFL, we have major league baseball playoffs and I'm excited and there's going to be a lot of sitting on my butt uh, during this time, but I, you know, found a way to enjoy watching games more. I do my push up, So I uh, um, feel like that young stud that I once was <laughs> at bringing my A game. It's awesome. <laughs> Looking good. Thanks, Johnny. Johnny, you're awesome. Really man. I appreciate it. it. My pleasure guys. Have a great one. All right. Yeah, there's Johnny Damon. Uh, still, I mean, we would say this about, uh, several players that we would see in person. I would look at Johnny on camera and I'd be like, the guy looks like he could still play, you know? 
Yeah, he looks he's, like he's Johnny like, Damon. Yeah, he's filling his age. <laughs> Some guys, he looks exactly the same. He's 48, and his last year in the majors was 2012, 10 years ago. Okay. But looking at him, it looks like he's not too far removed from playing, well, even though it's been a decade. Hopefully he wouldn't be hitting a grand slam against the Yankees in game seven. What a what he a, was playing. Maybe the most memorable playoff season that I can go back to is 2004. Just the, the entire circumstances around the Red Sox that year. Can I? We have a minute to yep. go go on a judge thing here. Sure. All right. If if it finishes as it is, <clears throat> he has outdistanced his next closest competitor by thirty five percent. I'm going to write a column about this. I've started it. Wilt Chamberlain has the all time NBA scoring record, four thousand twenty nine points from sixty one to sixty two in that season outdistancing himself. He's got the second best season too. 35% better than that would be 6,200 plus points in an NBA season. Wayne Gretzky in 85, 86, 215 points. 35% better would be 290 points in a hockey season. Peyton Manning has the all-time touchdown record, 55 touchdowns in 2013. 35% better would be 74 touchdowns. That's, that's, to me, maybe the most incredible thing here is how much better Judge has been than the competition. 35% better. That's unfathomable because these numbers I just listed you of the other three major pro- professional sports are outlandish. They are unachievable. Yeah, but you're adding 35 to the top. Right. I want to know what the next is down. Down. Yeah. You're going right. down well, 35. I'll, I'll He's 35. I'd like two. to see what the gap is. Yeah. What's the biggest gap? There's no one second to those guys. Well, yeah, there they are. were they were, the they best. were not second to anyone. Just like you're saying Judge is not second to anyone here. Yeah. There's a record better than Judge's yeah. right now at 73. So, what's the biggest gap ever for a one season performance? What, what's the it will be harder harder to find. Here's the other thing. I think we should put this up as a poll question, please, Davey. Oh, I don't know. What what did Peyton Manning have? Who was second place that year? Yeah. I mean, it's probably about 35% different. Maybe not that much, but... Here, here's the other question I want to ask, because I, I tried to explore today, and there were no obvious answers, and this is right in Hutton's wheelhouse. I, I think this is probably the best contract year we've ever seen. What are the other candidates for the best contract years in sports? That's a good one. Period. I'd love people to tweet us w- what they think. It doesn't. It's not a poll question per se. It's a question. Yeah. Let's tweet out. What are the best contract years you've ever seen? Because there's nothing that comes, really and if good. you tw- if you if you search for it, nothing jumps out. We will. It's uh, like a singular best contract year. We'll continue that discussion. Bobby Carpenter sent me a text like ten minutes ago, and he was like, "Hey, man, I apologize. I always try to make time. I'm stuck in traffic on the Vegas Strip." And um, he's like, I'm not going to make it back back to my hotel in time to join you. And I said, How hungover I just, are you? I just responded and said, When? <laughs> That's all I said. W I N. Yeah, when? Not when is when you're coming on. That's you. No, you no, are a or, winner. And it wasn't W I N N either. Let me translate for the people listening right now. Bobby Carpenter's a winner. That's what Hutton is saying. Exactly. And he's winning today. Catfish Jake is saying, I agree, Judge has had a great season, but he did strike out 175 times. 175 times sounds reasonable to me for a big-time home run hitter in this day and age. I mean, home run hitters accept strikeouts. Baseball accepts strikeouts. Hit us up at Outkick360. More of this discussion, plus we'll talk some NFL headlines, injury news, and more. Outkick360 rolls on. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie. 
your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Primary complaint coming up in 15 minutes. Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick network. We broadcast daily at 6th and Peabody in Nashville with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Crew is all here today. Bobby Carpenter will join us uh, later in the week as uh, he's out in Las Vegas, hopefully winning. He always wins. Jonathan Winner. Taylor is out for Thursday night football. Ankle issue. So That's both, no, no bueno for the Colts. Both teams, both Colts and Broncos, down their top running back. Of course, uh, Williams for Denver is out for the year. We don't know the, ex the full extent of Taylor's ankle issue but the short week is not helping him get back so he's already been ruled out he's not going to travel or has not traveled today to denver for that road game for the colts which will kick off tomorrow night um a lot of uh, funny reaction to last night where we finally saw the the conclusion of the memes that were going around with you have the football games or you're watching a, a big moment or a, a, a movie that's about to you know, really get to the, the either the punchline on the joke or the the big twist and reveal, and then ESPN breaks in with the uh, Aaron Judge strikeout. You know, three straight pitches strikeout goes back to live coverage of whatever you were watching and you miss it. One of them was the Vince Young touchdown run in two thousand five. That's great um, against USC. I saw, uh, <laughs> and it, he takes it. He's it's, rolling to his right well, and he just cuts. So. Tulane football has had the most fun with this because it was last Friday night. They were in a great game with Houston in overtime, and they kept cutting in and going away from the audio of an overtime game. And to show it every time they would, Tulane would have something funny about, hey, uh, ESPN with a hand raise, we're over here whenever you're ready to get back to this game. But I saw today, it was either last night or this morning, they tweeted out a uniform reveal for these alternate uniforms they're wearing. And it said, Here's our uniform. Oh, wait, never mind. Judge just hit 62. <laughs> Better luck next time for us. We'll get back to it tomorrow <laughs> or something like that after they saw you at 62. So it's, it's really well done. Um, Paul, we were talking about the gap in home runs. Yeah. Barry Bonds in 2001 hit 73, second place that year. Sammy Sosa hit 64. I don't even remember that. Yeah. He had over 62 in 2001 after his run in 98 to 66. Well, Sosa so, might have been the biggest bridesmaid in sports history. Yeah, Luis Gonzalez had 57 that year for the Arizona Diamondbacks. This is Hutton's era. 
This is right in your wheelhouse. The Roy's no era. More. Pudge Rodriguez, 52 for the Rangers that season. How, how do you feel about the uh, play-by-play coincidence, if you will, that both Michael Kay and John Sterling finished their calls with case closed? <laughs> I saw the video of John Sterling. I've never seen video on him making a call on radio, but uh, I think Sports Center had the, you know, now they, they have, we had the Mariners guy last week and they had a video of that as well, the bottom of the screen. Yeah. I didn't know Sterling had so much energy or could even muster oh, yeah. that level of energy. I mean, oh, he was, for his he was rising out of his calls. seat and his hands were going up. For and his he scripted was into home it. run calls, he, he, he gets it. It is up hard. There. It is high. It is far. It is deep. I, I thought Michael K did he better with this goes. one than he did with the previous one, but it's too long. You need to be done by the time the guy gets to third base, and he wasn't done until he, he got to home. Sterling was a minute and 30. Uh, I mean, the clip was a, they, literally a minute 30. So they, they had clearly been either talking or many people, I'm sure, have talked about, you know, case closed on the AL record. Um, what, what I learned about uh, the, the fan base, the, the casual baseball fan is – they still view Bonds and McGuire as the guys. I mean, watch Twitter last night. You're looking at 62, and I'm seeing people nationally being retweeted. The people I'm following are responding, saying, yeah, um, you know, number number one in the AL, but you've got, what, six different records ahead of him, and they're owned by Bonds, McGuire, Sosa. I don't know. I, I, I expected more feedback on the push has been about Judge and not mentioning the other record. And the way they're framing it is the AL home run king, and people are looking at it going, okay, but we we witnessed the we witnessed 11 more in a single season, and Major League Baseball and all of its writers and all of the coverage is all about the records, the sanctimonious records. You can't mess with the game because of the records, and they haven't removed 73 from atop that list. They- so it, as long as it's there... Don't fool us. I, I thought about this, too. It's, it's so much more, to me, of a Yankee story than even an American League story with, with Maris. Uh, because oh, sure. Because yeah. leagues start to matter less and less now, the way the game well, is being really played. This is right at the end of it, too. So, like, yeah. It's yeah. Still, like, if this happened 10 years from now, it really yeah. wouldn't mean So, it. Hutton, one person who disagrees with that point of people saying 73 is the record is Roger Maris Jr. Did you guys see what he tweeted immediately when Aaron Judge hit sure. him? And I quote on Twitter, Aaron Judge is the new, in all caps, Clean home run king. All the young kids who watched Aaron Judge set the single season record for home runs, you finally have someone to revere. No more trying to explain to you how someone could possibly hit 73 home runs in a season. I thought um, Michael Kay, speaking of the Yankees broadcast, did a good job. Like after things settled down during the course of the game, he and David Cohn and Paul O'Neill had a good conversation where he just said like, hey, it's for you to sort out what it means to, to you. You know, Babe Ruth did it during segregation, and they're, they're, they're you know, yeah. not against any black players. Uh, these other guys, several of them hit it during the steroid era. It's up to you how important that was to you or not. Obviously, it's a big piece of Yankee lore here in American League lore. Um, Aaron Judge himself has said, you know, Bonds has the record to him. But obviously, it's, uh, it's not insignificant in, in baseball history. But as to whether it's, you know, how, how, just how big it is, is up to baseball fan. And O'Neill was kind of saying, that's part of the beauty of baseball, like that you can sit down and debate this over beers. And they had a good conversation about it that I thought was fitting for the moment. Well, I, I think the, 
they're leaving out, uh, putting, you know, touting him as the home run king. Nobody was doing that, like in the context of the Yankees. Roger, Roger Maris Jr. is doing that. Uh, in the play-by-plays, he rounds the bases. We have a new AL home run king. I mean, they're, they're pushing that, and, and they are withdrawing any conversation about the steroid era while doing so. Well, they're still saying AL, which is not inaccurate. But, what, mean, but again, like in, in terms of history, uh, if, if this were a guy playing for Kansas City and he hits 62, I don't know if we have the same lore to it where you have the same AL home run king push, uh, but, but because it's Judge and it's the Yankees – we are they are pushing the narrative that yeah, this so is now the home run this, team. It's it, a torch passing from Ruth yeah, to Maris to Judge. You know your point. We were talking about Peyton Manning's fifty-five touchdown passes in a season. Uh, we're not going to be hyping up the NFC no. touchdown passing exactly. record when someone gets to fifty-three right. in that conference but or whatever. To be fair, it may be. the league and I don't disagree with you guys at all. But to be fair, the division between the AL and the NL has been the most distinctive is, division is, in sports. Let me, let me pose this question: Though it's fading. What now. if it was a Kansas City Royal? No, it's right. it's true. They, it would not have I mean, been they, as they big would a not deal. have been breaking in. They would not have been doing any of that. I mean, it all comes down to this is no mystery to anyone. Uh, ESPN drives the ship in a lot of ways. They have the ability to cut in and go live to everything. And they're located really close to New York City. And a lot of America's media is in New York City. So New York City is going to get a lot more shine when it's a Yankee than anyone else. That, and, that's no... And that, the, that, That's what happens. The percent of the population that still appreciates baseball for the numerical element, there are just so many fascinating elements to the numbers. We talked about the 35%. I was looking at it, you know, I think of the Babe Ruth number as being such like a permanent number. That number lasted 34 years from 27 to 61. 34 years. Roger Maris's number lasted 61 years. In the American League. In the American League. Yeah, in the American, in the American League. League. Yeah, when, I mean, With the Yankees. I from, I'm from a Yankee perspective. Right. right? I, did, that, I, Yankee said that, I said that last week. That's the most interesting part to me is how long that, that record lasts for the Yankees and for the AL. But when Maris broke that record, he broke the Major League Baseball record. Yeah. That also happened to be the ghost of Babe Ruth in that city. So it's different. Well, it just feel, it feels like uh, with some of the coverage, and we're not certainly leaning into that, but I, I was last week, Paul, I was mentioning with Chad, I was like, I still don't feel like ESPN's doing what they would have done in the late 90s with this. I mean, they started to break in on Saturdays, but it wasn't, it was very at the tail end of him catching well, that's the, also, the record. They don't have the games the way they did back then. Well, you know, they're cutting but, into Yes Network's telecast, not, not, not cutting into ABC stuff with their I, own telecast. I thought the conversation started because Apple had the broadcast and how many people were going to see history, and then that sparked the, you know, are they going to allow this to, to air somewhere else? And the answer was no, and, and he didn't hit a home run that night. Point being, though, you know, just... I think it feels a lot like a vacated title to me. A bit. Where we all witnessed the home runs and the steroid era, but yet the narrative in, in some spots has been like, this is the new record, the, 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 Mer- the chase for Maris. And it's like, well, okay, this is cool. We've seen this. We've seen this quite a bit on a nightly basis from June all the way through the end of the season. Yeah, I, and, don't, I don't feel like that. And now those people are fathers watching it with their you know sons and daughters and family. 
And, you know, I'm following it because, again, I like the long ball. And I think Aaron Judge is excellent. He's fantastic. But, I mean, AL record versus Major League Baseball home run king, you're not going to find anyone touting Barry Bonds, except for Major League Baseball, who refuses to, quote-unquote, vacate that number when we see it and we lived it. I'm biased because the Yankee thing, but the thing that made it so special to me is that gap because it's hard to hit right now. We've talked a lot about the quality of pitching. Yeah. I wrote a column about it. Yeah. You, you watch that Pitching Ninja Twitter, and there's just nasty stuff. And so that he was able to do this when everybody else was struggling, and he's hitting 311 while he's doing it. How many power hitters are hitting 311? Nobody. Guys with power are hitting 211, not 311. And so the gap to me was uh, incredible that he's not a – a jerk as some of these guys kind of were that did it sure was big to me then that he's on the yankees is is big i think whether you like it or not no, it, yeah. it stirs stuff yeah, up he's a yankees right fielder so all of that stuff kind of hyped it up to me in a way that made it bigger than it would have been any, anywhere else like you guys are saying and the contract year element that he turned down $271 million right before the season, bet on himself. He's a guy that's been injury-prone. He just played, I think, 52 straight games to, to, to push through f- for this, which is not something Yankees rest guys on a regular basis by their analytics rules on days that don't make sense. Not on a pitching thing. On a three weeks ago, we decided oh, he'd be off usage. this Friday. Oh, yeah. And he, he wasn't a part of that. They, they gave in to the race. Coming up, primary complaint. That's next on Outkick 360. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from 6th and Peabody, Outkick 360 rolls on. It is that time of the week. Rapid fire time for primary complaint. It's time to air our top grievance of the week. You can complain all you want. My job is so unfulfilling. Don't run away from your feelings. It's time for a primary complaint on OutKick 360. Guys, my primary complaint today is with Direct direct Action Everywhere, the organization that uh, is representing the protesters that ran onto the field. Uh, there were two of them. One, of the, one woman was uh, apprehended, I guess, taken down before she even made it onto the plane service on Monday night in San Francisco. The other one was, of course, trucked by Bobby Wagner. Those two have filed a police report over this. Uh, are, are you... Filing a lawsuit when someone jumps into a cage with a tiger? Are you, are you filing a lawsuit against the zoo over this? You, you jump into the playing surface and you get trucked. You need to be aware that there's a chance you can do that because while you may be protesting some pig farm, Bobby Wagner doesn't know that. These players don't know that. And I want you to get decked if you're running around like an idiot. That's my primary complaint. And maybe, just maybe, he likes the pig farm also. So he took exception to that. 
My primary complaint this week, I'm a fan of Game of Thrones. I watch House of the Dragon. I'm enjoying it. I will also never read one single solitary word of the works of George R.R. Martin. Why? Because I enjoy those shows in moving picture form and not the fantasy fiction book. So, when you have a show called House of the Dragon, I need to know about the origin of the dragon without going to read 800 pages of George R.R. Martin to understand it. I don't know. Maybe give us a prequel episode, a flashback, that shows the dragons, how they're controlled, where they all come from. Why does one house have control of them and not others? These are things that are not explained on the show, and it's getting frustrating to me when some 12-year-old kid can hijack a dragon by talking nice to it in Dracarys or whatever it was that they were talking. Explain it to us, please, without me having to go read the books. That's my primary complaint. Time has finally come. Ooh, dragons. Paul showing his age and the fact that he's not cool. <laughs> don't care. I don't care about dragons. You absolutely and care. And that, I don't. You care about being cool. Here is... Uh, we all do. This is a rope hat. These are somehow in vogue, even for people who aren't cover bands of Captain and Tennille. If you're wearing a rope hat, this rope must be down. My primary complaint is people who are wearing rope hats, but letting this rope come up. Uh, I may not be cool, Hut, but I know this rope being up is not cool. And I'm seeing far too many people trying to be cool, wearing the rope hat, letting the rope slide up. If you're wearing this, constantly touch it and push the rope down. Constantly. The, the rope must be down. The rope needs to be more of a belt and not a belly chain. Yes. Is what you're saying. Thank you, Because the Chad way you had it up, the ball, it looked like a, a belly chain. It's got to be a belt. I agree belt. with you. I agree with you. Better off, what is old get is this new. and cut this off and or uh, buy a better hat. That hat, though, works better with the rope as opposed to no rope. Most don't. That one does. I prefer to kneel to the captain. And you prefer no dragons to dragons. Correct. I'm shocked about how much I'm interested in these dragons on this show. I was far less interested in the original dragons. But I need to understand the operation of the dragons without having to read anything. Oh yeah, from George. Sounds like R. you're Martin. very interested. You need the background of the dragons. I would, I would enjoy a nice background episode that shows the history of the dragons. Oh, this author like wrote his own language and stuff. Yeah, you know? the buzz on this show, High, High Valerian is what they speak. The buzz on this show tells me it's nowhere near as good as the first one. The numbers are even better. Yeah, more people yeah. are watching this show than the first one. A lot of people are watching this show. I'm talking about it. Outkick 360 rolls on. <laughs>